Right. Good evening. It's been a little bit. All right, we're back. Um, give our give our intro. Podcast. Welcome back, Sam and Noah. Um, real, follow real the things. Sports. Tell your friends. Instagram. Um, yeah. So who's, we got an well, episode who, who's today, an, our, an evening our one. This evening, as you. Um, this episode is brought to us by Grand Vin de Bordeaux. Uh, we're drinking Chateau Grand Menou. Menou. Menou? Menou. Menou, probably. Actually, you know, it's French. Yeah, Menou. You know, it's been a while since we had that Oh, I know. 2017. Yeah, I, I expect good things. This one's also been chilled for a, a while. Um, Jesus Christ. Get two hands on that sucker. All right. All right. That's a good crack right there. All right. It's kind of a nice color, I would say. You know, know, I expect good things from this one. I really do. Mostly because of the year, and we've waited. We've waited a while for this. Also, I think we've earned the wine tonight. Today, today I exercised. Uh, Business is going well. Um, We do have an app coming out soon, for those of you who have been following our progress. Yeah, I expect good things from this. Um, I don't like very the smell. smooth. Let's see. I don't like the smell. Okay, that's different tasting. That is good. Okay, that's that different tasting. What kind of wine is that? That is. Good. Is it a, a Sauvignon? This Back is a room. Sauvignon. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> classic. Oh, the Riesling. I almost had. A, I almost devilish. bought a Riesling. No, they're devilish. The Riesling's tough. Oh man. But no, this is good. It tastes uh, different, maybe because it's older than some of the ones we've had in the past. I can uh, drink a lot of this, I think. Yeah. You know, Noah and I are planning on having a movie night, so I think this is a good segue into that. watch Troy. Yeah. I'm a Followed by St. Elmo's Fire. I'm a sucker for Brad Pitt. It's going to be a good movie. I hope so. Not historically accurate, but that's who, who cares? cares? All right, what are we talking about today? Well, oh, your, the number, the rating? number. Um, Jeez. One second. One more sip, one more sip. Um, cold, it's crisp, it's smooth. Uh, I'm going to go with a 7.9. You know, I'm not as high on that. You said the word crisp, I'm not getting that. Okay. To me, it's a little dull. All right. The aftertaste. I'm going to give it a 6.8. Okay. I think it's very mediocre. No, I liked it. I thought it was a good wine. I would I would have this wine with dinner. I would have it before I watched the movie. Are you supposed to have white wine with dinner? Well, I think traditionally it it's red. I think it's, eating, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, it does. Um, All right, well, well, let's get into this uh, tonight. So, this just in, Doc Rivers out as the Clippers head coach. What do we think? Unfortunately, we didn't break this news, but who, we can't who, get them all. Whose decision do you think that was? Well, so that's the thing, right? So, let's let's have a chat. When when news breaks, naturally, I mean, and this, this news is special because uh, it didn't say Doc was fired, right? It just said Doc is out as Doc coach. out. Which leaves plenty of room for discourse. Well, Doc Rivers was the last remaining piece of Lob City. Yes. So the, it becomes, did he just decide he wanted to leave? Uh, did Paul George or Kawhi want him out? Well, there's also the quote came out from Doc, but even that quote is very misleading. It doesn't give a clear answer of what Doc wanted. Yeah. He just says, I wanted to do X, Y, Z, and we didn't get it done. So... Did you choose to leave or did you get fired, Doc? So, yeah, it begs the question. Like, maybe Doc wanted to move PG. I mean, to or me. Or he was defending to PG. To me, this seems like quite the rash decision whether or not he quit or they fired him. 
Yeah, I mean, seven years in an organization is a long time. Uh, Rick Carlisle has been in Dallas for a long time. I think that them getting rid of Doc after the first year, I don't see them replacing him with a better coach. Maybe they're just taking the whole team in a complete different direction. Um, well, I don't, the rumor I, is they're looking at D. Rose. Well, so should the C's, um, which we'll get to them in a second. But I think that no one gets fired in that organization without a star's consent. So maybe Kawhi and him both decided that it was time for him to go, but who knows? A lot of speculation going on. I think that... Rumor is they're looking at Ty Lue and Jeff Van Gundy coming out of retirement. Yeah. I have a hard time believing that would ever happen. And apparently Doc is looking at Philly and New Orleans. I could see him in Philly. I don't know. I mean... Ah, you know, it'd be kind of cool if he went to New Orleans. I doubt he goes there, but it would be Yeah, cool. I, don't, I think it, he's already been stated that Doc does not like playing with the kids. Do- not even that. I just think he's not a small market coach. No, no, no. He's, I mean, he's a big market guy, but I think the Pelicans suck. Um, all right, moving on. What, let's, what, what else we got? NBA Finals. Heat Lakers, who okay. you got? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got the Lake Show. In fact, you know, and I, I really actually... Yesterday when my Celtics lost, I'll we'll get into that. I was saying that I wasn't going to really watch these finals, but I'm a basketball guy. And I think that this is going to be a good basketball final. So I hope that the Heat put up a fight. I so think that they will, but I also want to go on record and say this will be LeBron's perhaps easiest ring. So S- I think second e- easiest. I think each game will be competitive, but Lakers in five. Two two of the best players on the same team. That's big. LeBron has a clear track record of showing up in the finals. I think that Eric Spolstra coached circles around Stevens. Perhaps he does the same to Vogel, but, and this is what's interesting, the Nuggets played zone a majority of that series against the Lakers, and that's what the Heat did to the I, Celtics. I, I, just, I think the basketball IQ of LeBron James and Rajon Rondo combined just far outweighs any benefits that a zone could provide. No, I yeah. So I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say Lakers in five. Um, it's probably going to go 1-0, 2-0, 2-1, 3-1. Yeah, okay. Okay, 1-0, 1-1, In fact, who, I'll even give the Heat the game one. Who's in classic who's LeBron champions. MVP? LeBron James. It better be LeBron James. It's going to be LeBron James. I mean, a, a, although AD has been playing amazing, the finals MVP will be LeBron James. Um, you care to care to speak on the, the Eastern Conference Finals? Um, you know, I don't want to get too into it. This isn't a – we're not here to break basketball down. We're here to, we're here to share opinions and, yeah, no, and yeah. live life. But, boy, was that <laughs> frustrating. Yeah, I think um, I agree with you, and I think that this year was unique in how open the the league was. Next year, you've got a lot of teams coming back out east, um, but I, I wish those boys the best. I'm a loyal fan. I've you been know, through it, thick it, and thin. It's easy to say we got out coached, which I think we did, but at a certain point, it's it's not the NFL. It's the NBA. It's a players' league. Yeah, no, no, like, no yeah. They gotta they gotta be better than that. They do. They were the way they the way they were turning the ball over. The way they were just. Settling for jump shots. Nine playing, minutes they were, they, left. They, they, they were playing right into Eric Spolster's hands. Yeah, they did. Like, Brad didn't... I mean, I I love Brad Stevens. Anybody who's calling for Brad Stevens' head it is, is a lunatic. And he just signed a massive extension. He's not going I, anywhere. I know, but, like, I, I just think that is... They, they didn't show up. And Kemba Walker's a fraud. I hate him. 
He's got some work to do. First year together as a, as a group, I think that obviously you keep the core together. Hayward, I think, is a little questionable, but they need you, a knockdown shooter. They need a shooter. A they they need a big, and they need a veteran bench. You know, I think I think that your rotation cannot consist of rookies and second year guys Tice, and third year Tice guys. Showed me a lot. No, I'm I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him. But he's a trade piece. Um, all right, moving on. NFL Week Three. Falcons. Okay. Um, yeah. Probably the biggest joke in the NFL, despite being one of the most loaded teams in the NFL. Two back-to-back weeks, blowing a 15, at least a fifteen-point so lead. So this is what it was. It was week two. They were up thirty-nine twenty yeah. on the Cowboys. The, I thought the last week not, one was well. Not to mention when they're playing the Cowboys, they're up thirty-nine thirty with four minutes to go. Yeah. How do you fuck that up? Yeah. And then, <laughs> um, the no stat- wait no deconstruct it. How did they fuck it up? Well, I don't. They they let up a touchdown, and then you got to give credit to the Cowboys here. Greg Zerline had like the most masterful onside kick I've ever seen in my fucking life. He, re- he recovered yeah. his own onside kick because yeah. it has like had this like crazy spin on it. But but no, the stat is that they're the only team. And okay, so there's in all of history, there's been like a handful of teams that have blown a 15 point lead twice in a game. And the Falcons did it in back to back weeks. They blew two 15 point leads in both of those games. Separate times. Yeah, I, I saw that. Em- embarrassing. It's almost like you know what's funny too is um, everyone knows they lost. They lost after being up twenty eight to three against the Pats. But I believe it was the was it the Bills that came back from twenty eight to three. There was a there was a bigger there was a twenty eight to three exactly comeback in the NFL like last week. I think it was the Bills and the Falcons on their Twitter tweeted, um, "The curse has been broken." Also, I think like when sports teams like tweet at each other, I think it's it's hilarious. the funniest thing. Yeah, I like now that they're they're not trying to be serious on social media. And no, yeah. Because t- Twitter has a level of comedy to it. Like, sure, sometimes it's somewhat serious, but like Twitter's hilarious. So you can't be one of these teams and like try to be like, like this is the score. No, That's you have to, you have to like be funny. The Celtics do that. The yeah. Celtics need to. They got to break out. Yeah. They got to branch out. They need bit. to get a young guy running there. Yeah. A young yeah. woman. An um, ethnic young woman. Yeah, that's what we're looking for. <laughs> we're looking to hire. Um, Chiefs Ravens tomorrow night. That's tonight, brother. Is it's it Monday night? W- w- what's today? It's Monday. Oh no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Probably I'm coming on soon. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, a, sh- a shootout that's supposed to be. But um, going back to the Falcons, like Matt Ryan, Hall of Fame quarterback. You got Julio Coach Jones. Go. Julio Jones, one of the best receivers in the league currently, arguably one of the best of all time. Aside from like he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't have the rings but like mm. he's a fucking oh, Julio yeah. Jones is an animal. Dude, I think he's the best receiver in the league. No, no doubt. And then you got Calvin Ridley, young, stunning man. Not no homo. That yeah, was, well, it's, I it's mean, like keep, he's a great keep, receiver. Keep it in your <laughs> pants. <laughs> what I meant. And then they got that other kid. Now they got Todd Gurley. They never had a good running back, dude. They're 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 fucking loaded. I mean, it's it's easy to make calls on sports teams early in their season. Um, well, this is like a running problem with the Falcons. Yeah, they, well, they well, their defense. Yeah, notorious. yeah, their their defense is abysmal at this point. And they have they have like in the past three seasons they have like five more blown ten point leads than any other team in the league. It's ridiculous. They should be a perennial contender. And well, not. S- someone needs to be held accountable for that. And that's I think we were talking about this before. The NFL does not see coaches being held accountable the same way that you would see that in a few other leagues. Um, you will keep a guy around just because they have a good relationship with the owner. When in reality, the NFL is like I said this before. Like the NFL is a coaching league. Yeah, it's it's primarily about the schemes. It's about how you game plan. It's about how you prepare. Um, and there are coaches out there who are 
perennially bad. Jason Garrett. Hey, don't he's, slander Jason. No, Garrett, I mean he's right? gone. That man deserves a job. He's gone now, but he he was perennially bad. He wasn't that bad. He was pretty bad. They underachieved year after year after year. I mean, I'll tell you right now, the Cowboys are going to do the exact same now that they, than they than they did with. Uh, oh, Garrett. Mike McCarthy looks good over there, man. He looks good in the blue. I saw yeah, him in the hat see. the other day uh, when you were watching the Seahawks game. I was like, that man looks damn. You know, good. one of the funniest things about the NFL being back is uh, the masks. That the coaches, I, have I to think wear. it's hilarious, especially that some when of they them, have like the, when they try to wear the face shield. I like think Andy it's hilarious how some of them try to avoid doing it. Well, the the NFL, like, the fines are they, flying. The NFL put out over a million dollars in fines. Well, here it goes too. to a charity. Oh, great! Isn't that nice? Which makes it I not guess, too bad. Sure, that's right. Just, yeah, <laughs> but but seriously, it's hilarious. They pan to these guys. They got the mask on their chin, on their no- as if they're not being filmed yeah. for. 48 straight minutes. But, um, yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to that. My Pats are doing good. Uh, new, Cam Newen calling I'm a, Bill I'm a Belichick Cam, dollar, I'm a dollar Newen bill. I'm believer. No, I, I mean, I, I am. I was skeptical. I mean, I am, 444 too. yards week two? No, he's, he's, I mean, you know what's funny is I'm a Pats fan. I wouldn't consider myself like a diehard Pats fan, but I have no other allegiances to any other team. Um, football is unique in that regard. I would never consider myself a fan of any other team. Whereas basketball, I'd be like, you know, I, I kind of like a, a few other teams. Regardless. Um, if Jared Stidham or Brian Hoyer was our quarterback, I just don't see myself having any enthusiasm in this team whatsoever. It would I, be tough. It's, I mean, and I think I'm, I'm privileged in my ability to say that because the team has obviously always been good since I've been a fan. Whereas some of these, like, um, fandom, some of these fans have had to go through shit quarterback year after year, and they, they just deal they, with they it. They almost draft a new one every year. And they just deal, teams. yeah, and they just deal with it. Whereas, like, there are Pats fans and who are seriously spoiled. like, I'm, I don't consider myself a fan of this team unless we're putting out a winning product. I mean, yeah, I think, I think, I think a lot, I think a lot of like Boston sports fans feel that way about every team. Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, you have people going on Twitter with rash, rash takes about the Celtics. Firing Brad, that doesn't need to happen. Uh, trading Jalen, that meanwhile, definitely doesn't need to happen. Meanwhile, in probably any other city, three out of the last four years in the conference finals would be a grand success. Oh, my God, yeah, seriously. Um, you know what You know what I saw today a little bit ago on Twitter? Uh, Gordon Hayward looking to exercise his player option, 36 mil. He's he's as in he's coming back. Yeah. Well, I thought that was obvious. That's a that's a fat chunk of change. Maybe it's thirty two mil, but fat I mean, chunk of change. Yeah. I mean, look, when he's healthy, he's we are better when he's out there and he's healthy. Yeah, and I, I think and I think it's obvious. We but don't I mean, we don't have to resign Tatum this offseason, right? No, but I imagine they'll try to do what they did with Jalen, where they try to get him a year ahead and just extend him. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna give him the max. Oh my god, yeah. But what it. Not to go back to the Celtic, but would it kill them to pass Jalen Brown the ball in the fourth quarter? Would it kill him? Yes. I love he's smart, our, He's though. our second best player. 1A and 1B. It's, it's out, it's, I don't it's, think that there is as clear of a distinction as possible. I just think, Tatum just I think one dribbles. Yeah, I was going to say one dribbles a little smoother. All right. Anyways, let's get into our, uh, in our a little discussion today. Yeah, what are we chatting um, about? Oh, wait, you know what? Sorry. You know what I want to talk about about football real quick that's so, so funny? Um, the the Browns beat the Washington football team the other day. Baker Mayfield is about to throw an interception. It will, well, sorry, the pass is targeted for OBJ Odell Beckham, and it looks like it's going to be an interception. 
Odell swats the ball down and wags his finger like he's a cornerback. I thought that was the most <laughs> hilarious thing of all time, doing that to your own QB. Um, talk about a level of self-awareness. Well, you he's know what I'm, I'm secretly hoping for? Is that, like, OBJ, because OBJ becomes available and we, the Patriots trade for him. Because it is very clear to me that they, we need, like, one more weapon. Because that schmuck, Darius Bird ain't cutting it you know, as our number two option. You know, kind of along those lines, you know what I'm hoping for? I'm rooting for the, the city of Cleveland to find their guy. Um, you know, I think, I don't know much about Cleveland. I think that their rivers are on fire. Their city's desolate. They need a spark of hope. Um, they lucked into getting LeBron almost lucked two decades ago. Kyrie. They lucked again into Kyrie. Fumbled the bag with Anthony um, Bennett. And I think that that's a city that finds its hope when a sports team or a sports figure is there. And I think I don't think Baker is their guy, although he's not. He's much better than some of the guys in the past. What I will say about Cleveland is they are a they're a sports town. They are, but they might be the only sports town that has achieved perennial losing. Yeah, I mean, how are the Indians? Bad. Well, I mean, they're okay now, but they haven't won a World Series in like thirty-five years. Yeah. What can you do about that? You just got to respect. You think there's a science behind it? To an extent, I mean, let's let's be honest. To an extent, history doesn't help, right? People don't want to go to a losing franchise. Nobody wants to play for it, but you know, like Uh, location matters too. So it's like if you, I think what sucks about sports, and this goes for really any sport. I can't think of a sport that necessarily breaks this mold. If you are historically bad, and you are in a bad location where that can't attract free agents, you most likely just continue to be bad. I think like. L.A. was really bad for the past. The Lakers, specifically, were really bad. Um, they hadn't made the playoffs since, like, 2012, 2013. Even before that, actually. 2011 might have been their they last year. They hadn't won the a series since 2010. Yeah. Or 2011. So, but everyone wants to be a Laker. People want to go live in L.A. They want to be a Laker. If Kawhi... Kawhi was probably going to go to L.A. if he didn't go to the Clippers. You know what I mean? So it's like, big city, great history. People want to go there. But and I, even even to add to that... Kansas City, let's say Mahomes stays healthy for the length of this half a decade or decade contract, that's going to be a place where people want to play football. It's already, I mean, they have the fans, the location's not bad, they're going to have a history behind them. But like, then you look at a place like Charlotte, North Carolina, who the hell wants to go play in Charlotte? I'll tell you right now, the day the Charlotte Hornets win an NBA championship, I don't know what I'll do. I think that I will probably live another... At least 50, 60 years. Granted, I think a lot of people probably felt that way about the Raptors. So no, yeah, yeah. All it takes is, is all one... All it takes is a guy. And, you know, the sports nowadays, we're going to look back, and these are going to be the good old days, in a way, in terms of sports. Like these, I mean, dude, these are people we're watching now. As Boston sports fans, let's think about this. So, 08, there was a 30-year gap between Celtics championships. Right now, we're already at 10. That was their... They have, I saw a tweet. I wish I could take credit for this, but my honesty meter was uh, ringing. But the Celtics have won championships since the crack era of the '80s, so it's been (laughs) so it's it's realistic to say that they might not win one for a while. And I mean, like to think we've talked about this before, but the NFL, the Patriots have won six in 21 years. That is just unbelievably unprecedented. It took Pittsburgh like 55 years to win six. Basketball is one of those ones where. 
it does seem, and I can see why there are certain fans that are put off about this, because there's little um, parody in a way, right? So this year is unique, quote-unquote, because it's the first time that two teams are in the finals that did not make the, the playoffs previously. But both teams added a star, right? So, But it's like basketball, it almost does seem like every year you can predict who's going to be in the finals, which is whatever, right? Like it's narrative-driven, whatever. But it's like... I would not hate it if a random team won it every year. I really just would not hate it. But at the same time, Sam, I'm going to rebuttal you here. Yeah. What, do you want to watch Nuggets Heat? No, no. And there, there you go, though. There you go. Would I want to watch Nuggets Heat if I was a... Because I think the answer to that question is no, but that's because we're so used to star-driven narratives. I think if it's about... Who is the best team? Then yeah. See, but I I think people want to see the best players in the world. Well, f- well think about it like this. Think about it like this. Theoretically, if it was Heat uh, Nuggets, there are storylines there. You can craft a storyline any which way. LeBron James is going to stop playing basketball eventually, right? At that point, what do you do? You fish for another guy to win a narrative? No, the league's in a slight bit of a limbo because I mean. There are narratives there. Kevin Durant will still be playing. Giannis will still be playing. Luka will still be playing. Well, the, but And those are the guys who are like, will they ever win one? Kawhi will still be playing. But it's like... I mean, people forget about Steph and Clay over in Golden State. Yeah, but, gonna be but, but, I, but I'm saying, like, if the finals was, like, Blazers, Pacers, no, I wouldn't want to fucking watch that. But I think that it's good for the league to kind of have some difference. Like, uh, listen, LeBron about to go to his 10th final. I wish the guy had four rings already. Five rings already. So it's it's tough because you do want to root for these narratives because the stars who have been in the league since we've been fans, it's like I would have – like let's say let's say Ray didn't hit the shot, right, and LeBron had two rings right now. It's going to get real hard to defend a guy with negative uh, finals records. Well, I think the thing you have to think about, right, is the NBA is the only league that's really like a dynasty league. Like, when a team wins one in the NBA... You expect them to win it again. Are they going to win two? Are they going to win three? And that's, like, how you measure a team's success. In the NFL and the MLB, that's never really a thing. Like, the Patriots are really the only team where that's that's ever been a thing. Like, nobody talks about winning back-to-back Super Bowls because it's, like, impossible. Yeah. But if you don't win back-to-back NBA championships, you're almost, like, forgotten. Or at least make a deep run the second year, you know? No, I mean, nobody's going to remember that Raptors team. Uh, At least I think. Um, no, I think, I think that in a way they do enter, and I think this, this lends to, um, the conversation we're having about these basketball teams is there's essentially at this point, let's call them three categories, maybe more like, more likely two of NBA champions. It's like the team that you expected to win or just like a team that was an expected contender and who was star driven, star led majority of NBA championships, and then there's, like, the few championships that were the good team that hit the stride at the right time with a good group. So you got, I mean, the Raptors are interesting because they were clearly star-driven, but not, clearly might not be the right word. It wasn't a big three. It, okay, yeah. So it wasn't... A, it, the, who's our second best player? What? Ibaka? It was Siakam. Siakam, like, I mean... I, well, like, second... Most improved Siakam. Yeah. And then Lowry. Um, so we'll call Lowry their second best player. Yeah, so it's like... that. You have them. Before that, you have to go back... 15 years? The Pistons? Yeah, for real. I mean... 
Yeah. The Spurs were very star-driven. Mm. No, because that, that's the way the NBA works. It's like you, you become well-known for perennial success. Yeah. This is how that looks. I mean, works. I also think basketball is one of those things, right? It's like, yes, the, the playoffs are in a series, best of seven. But it's like, if I have a pretty good team one year, I think it's damn hard. Well, sorry. You have a pretty good team one year with little turnaround. If, it, if there is any, it's insignificant pieces. You, how do you be bad the next year? You're pretty much playing the, the same teams. Very little is there like huge roster overhaul. You lock these guys in for three to four years, and it's like, yeah, you swap around like the veteran pieces on like the one, two year deals, but like there's really not much roster it movement. It's very hard to have like immediate improvement. I mean, I, I, could, I could see it if like you fire a coach, maybe there's a big turnaround the next year or something like that, but, but no, you're right. You, you got to make leaps. I mean, like if you're a 50 win team, Chances are next year you don't lose or you don't win less than like forty five. Yeah, well, that's that goes back to the thing. Like, how do the how do the Celtics make that significant leap? Because I, I so you put them in the, the mo- roster. The team's going to be virtually the same, assuming Hayward and, picks up his option. And let me answer that. I put them in the category of the star driven team. If the, if the Celtics were to win a championship this year, maybe I'm biased because I'm a Celtics fan, but. <laughs> maybe not this year. Maybe not this year. But next year, right? Let's say it's another team out west they play. I don't think the Celtics are a non-star driven team. They're already trying to write the story for Tatum. You no, know what I, mean? I agree. I think next year, if they don't make it to the conference finals again, I could see them not maybe not making the finals. Just because the East is the East is gonna be good. But if they don't make it to the conference finals again, people are gonna start talking about this team like What's going on? I mean, you know that there's probably a that name doesn't exist yet, but there's probably a name for the dilemma where you have young stars. Keep in mind, when you have young stars, their contracts are ex- especially controlled. It's very hard if you want it to be to lose young guys. You could theoretically, right? So let's say you sign a guy when he's 20. You have him on a very low deal until he's 22, and then you can decide to kick in a two-year team option. You have until he's 24. When it's time for him to re-sign a contract, you have the option to match any other deal that comes his way. So really, you can have these young guys until they're like 27, 29, yeah. right? So it's like you could have Tatum and Brown for a long time. So it's like the thought of blowing it up, quote-unquote, it's like do it the heat way. Do it the heat way. Develop guys, draft good, stop drafting shit, Put, surround them with good veterans. Like, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what they should do. I don't want to make it a, a Celtics pod, but I don't. I think the idea of blowing it up is irrational because it's like giving up too soon. No, they're not blowing it up. I think, I think they're due for like a a very good regular season. I think this group has like yet to really have that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I think they're gonna. Win I 60. think they're prime for like. 57, 60 games. Yeah, I think they're going to win 60, and it's going to be like the Celtics are doing it. Yeah. Like, I think Tatum and Brown are both going to average 26, at least. Tatum's going to average like 28. He's going to have a season. Brown will probably average like 24. Comes Tempo down to get like 18. It comes down to getting to the free throw line. These guys don't really get to the line enough. Hayward, if we still... Jalen gets to the line. Tatum, Tatum doesn't get to the line enough. Tatum, did that zone made him look utterly ridiculous. Wasn't hitting shots. I think he... I think Tatum likes to make his shots difficult. Ended up getting pretty easy shots in his own and didn't know what to do. Um, but what, let's, let's move on, huh? Well, let's, we might as well wrap it up. Oh, I guess, We've yeah. we so long yeah. talking about current events. Um, yeah, so that's, I guess that's that then. Yeah, let's, let's wrap it up there. Let's put on our movie. We can save this thing for the next pod. Indeed. Um, follow us on the, the gram. 
Follow us on Twitter. We're I on Twitter now. I hope our audience uh, enjoyed that. Because you really got a glimpse into the two genius sport minds. That are oh, my God. The, the passion. Really. I mean, I mean thank right. you for listening today. It might have been on the longer side. Um, talk about it. <laughs>